Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. They need another big wing player. I think they're just one guy away. Upgraded center. They want to add that position. I think they're like half a player away from being the best team in the NBA. Who are the buyers? Who are the sellers? Is he the guy to go all in for? There's a tremendous market for him. The deadline's 3 o'clock. Things can change quickly. TikTok goes the trade deadline clock. Hey, welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet on National Girls and Women in Sports Day. There is no one I would rather be sitting next to you than the one and only Chanae Agumake. We also have our NBA writer, Brian Windhorst, Austin Rivers, Kendrick Perkins in the building. Plenty of great action, guys, around the association last night. We are going to get to all of that, but we need to start with the teams that everyone has their eye on ahead of the trade deadline. It's just under 24 hours away. So with that, let's welcome in our senior NBA insider, Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj, the deadline, less than 24 hours from right now. We just saw Xavier Tillman get traded to the Boston Celtics, as you first reported, for two second-round picks. GMs, though, they're still on the phone. Some of the best offers. Maybe we still haven't even seen them yet. What is the latest you're hearing on the trade front around the league? You're right, Malika. Things are starting to loosen up. Conversations are getting more serious. You know, teams are starting, you know, to really decide, you know, where they want to be aggressive, try to get deals done, and trying to figure out who they're competing with, uh, what other teams have. And this is sort of the natural progression of trade deadline week. Uh, you know, we're into Wednesday now. We're just under, tw- or just over, you know, 24 hours away uh, from the trade deadline. And now you know, teams like Philadelphia remain really active, hmm. you know, whether it's you know, players like Alec Burks, Boyan Bogdanovich, you know, in Detroit. Those are certainly players uh, that they're discussing in potential trade talks. And, uh, but largely, there are still way more buyers than there are sellers, right. uh, which means that the prices are high. And I think what teams are measuring, teams like Golden State, like the Lakers, uh, you know, any number of teams you know, who would like to improve, um, at what cost, how can we really get a difference maker in here um, at the prices which teams generally think are pretty high right now? Charlotte's another team mm-hmm. that's very active, whether it's Miles Bridges, you know, potentially a P.J. Washington, Gordon Hayward. Ah, yeah. you know, they are very much in uh, – asset acquisition mode. Okay, so a lot of teams right now just sort of feeling out exactly what's going to happen between now and tomorrow's trade deadline. You mentioned the Lakers, so let's zero in on them just a little bit more. What can we expect from them ahead of the deadline? Uh, Malika, I think for L.A., their calculus has changed here Mm. uh, in recent weeks with the reemergence of uh, D'Angelo Russell as their point guard. He's playing uh, not just some of his best basketball as a Laker, some of his best basketball as a pro, and uh, maybe three weeks to a month ago, he was very available. And I think the Lakers thought there might be some opportunities to upgrade on him. That isn't the case right now. 
and players who the Lakers have had interest in, DeJounte Murray, Bruce Brown, yeah. you know, specifically with Brown, it's really hard for them to get make the money work on a trade without putting D'Angelo Russell in, and that doesn't really make sense for them. I think here's what the Lakers are hoping, that they can get Cam Reddish back here relatively soon, Gabe Vincent, and the hope that Jared Vanderbilt may not need surgery uh, on his injured foot, that they can get him back in a few weeks. Uh, I think that's what the Lakers are weighing. I think they're going to continue to be active, uh, but I think there's a level of restraint there yeah. uh, with L.A. that, that maybe – uh, for what they want to do the offseason when they have three first-round picks available in trades versus the one right now that might that would get them involved uh, in some more um, significant trade scenarios. Right, precious few assets that they absolutely need to weigh. Woj, thank you. I know you're incredib incredibly busy. Your time is precious. We're going to need you back, though, but thank you for stopping by. I okay. want to bring it back to our panel here. With everything we heard, Kendrick Perkins, the Lakers, it doesn't seem like there is a drastic move out there that they can make. It's not. So how do they get back in playoff contention, <clears throat> really title contention here? Well, it's all about title contentions, and I don't believe that they can, to be honest with you. I, I feel like they're going to make a playoff push. But if they're going to get back in the title contentions, there's only one person come to mind, and that's Anthony Davis, right? Like, can he go out in this postseason and have a Jokic-type postseason, meaning 30, 13, and I'm not going to even say nine assists because Jokic is just on a different level when it comes to passing the ball. But when you think about Anthony Davis as of right now, 25, 12, I think, I believe, fifth in the league in block shots, his defensive impact and what he's been doing for us for the Lakers in the interior scoring-wise, he just had, what, his third triple-double a couple nights ago? So, I mean, this team is going to go as far as Anthony Davis take them. We, could, we know what LeBron is going to bring, but it's unfair to put that type of pressure on them. But we saw last year what happened when they got swept by the Denver Nuggets. I mean, Jokic kicked his ass. Anthony Davis kicked his ass. And so, at the end of the day, it's going to go as far as AD takes him. Yeah, as Woj kind of described there, the Lakers' trade situation inverted because they were having difficulty moving D'Angelo Russell because people didn't like his player option. Mm. They were almost being forced into two moves to trade for expiring salary for Anthony, uh, for, uh, for Russell and then moving him to a place like Atlanta for DeJounte Murray. Now, it doesn't make any sense to do that deal. And not only that, even if they were able to find a deal for D'Angelo Russell, the replacement isn't as valuable. And if D'Angelo Russell picks up that option, yeah. it then becomes a trade asset in the summer when they have more draft picks to trade. And this is not going to make LeBron happy. LeBron probably is not going to want to hear that the best hand the Lakers have is to stay put. But the Lakers are probably not going to want to hear that LeBron is still weighing what to do with his contract options. So I think what we probably are headed for tomorrow at 3 o'clock is the Lakers not being exactly thrilled and LeBron not being exactly thrilled. Oh, fun. Make, <laughs> and they make the best of the situation, move past it, and try to do what they can because mm -hmm. I think that they can make noise if they get the right matchup in the playoffs. Like, for example, if they get Oklahoma City, who they've had success with. Yeah. I don't think I would be running to make a big bet on them making a long run. Run, but it's not hopeless, and I think that's what they're going to gun for. Yeah, one thing we know and that we've seen about the Los Angeles Lakers is that they get up for big games. Mm -hmm. And the one name that Woj mentioned was D'Angelo Russell, and you talked a little bit about it, but Austin, I love that yesterday. Trey D'Lo has been the biggest problem, not only for the Lakers, but for the league in the best kind of ways based off of how he's playing. And, you know, the construction of the Lakers, his value actually remaining with the Lakers to me seems the highest. 
Because if you lose him, you're losing the guy who's made the most threes for your team. Your team is 15th in three-point shooting. They're a middle-of-the-pack team. And on every LeBron James squad, you need a guy that you have to be able to kick it out to, yep. to space the floor, knock down the three. Yep. Every championship has that type of guy because LeBron James in year 21 is able to just barrel to the rim. And then we know what Perk said about AD. He's going to get what he needs at the rim. But who is going to knock down the shots when the defense is collapsed? That, their best option might just be D'Lo. And so they're almost like they're hamstrung. You're right. It is D'Lo. It is D'Lo, especially for how he's played. I mean, let's talk about on the basketball side of this. As a player, the best thing you want is your team to double down with you and believe in you. D'Lo's best basketball came after a team accepted him in Brooklyn and really gave him the keys. I'm not suggesting the Lakers do that. They have LeBron James and Anthony Davis there. I think their lineups need to be tailor-made more so around Reeves and Russell's success. I, I don't have issues with LeBron and AD getting their own. That's, that's what they do. They're the best players in the NBA, two of them. Those other two, when they play consistently well, they're both X-factors for the Lakers. When they play well, they play much better. I don't think there's any moves right now for screaming game changer in terms of what's on the trade market where you have to make a move right now. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about months prior that the Lakers had all the assets and that Palinka had one of the best summers available. Yep. Or he had one of the best summers and he got all these players re-signed and added new pieces. They haven't been full, fully healthy all year. Let's let this run out a little bit and see kind of where Russell takes it. He is. He, there's no point guard in the market that I don't even take over. I don't him. disagree with you. I think that the Jared Vanderbilt injury could be, I don't want to, Catastrophic. It could be. That's how important he is for this team. Gabe Vincent, we haven't seen him healthy. But you've been in these rooms, Perk, where you're sitting, you know, LeBron James is over here and Rob Palenka or the general manager is over here, and it's just like, okay, I'm not happy. And they say, I'm not happy. I don't want to be sitting in the middle of that. So what does this mean for LeBron and the Lakers going forward? Well, he doesn't say it. He tweets something. Sure. You know, that's the thing. It's not. That feels worse. <laughs> that feels so, worse. So look, LeBron and the Lakers have three options going forward. One, LeBron can pick up his, his player option for next year for $51 million. It's a gigantic number, and he's earned every cent of it, probably mm-hmm. twice that. B, he can opt out of that contract and mm-hmm. go somewhere else, which I don't really see happening, but it is an option I have to put out. Or three, and, you know, this is something that can't happen until this summer. You can see right there, August 18th, uh, he could sign a new contract for multiple years. Like, so... This is not something, and LeBron, here's the thing, LeBron's option deadline isn't until June 29th. And what, has, when is that? That just so happens to be? It is three days after the draft. And who's, who's eligible potentially to be drafted? His son. <laughs> okay. he, has, he has no incentive at all to do anything with that option right now and limit his choices. So I think what we're going to see here is a couple of deep exhales, like we just heard from Perk right there, and who's, who's next on our calendar, the Nuggets on Thursday night. But, but at the end of the, look, Rob Palenka has a job to do, and I understand, you know, Braun getting in his feelings and wanting his way in certain situations, but as a GM, you have to do what's best for the team. And anybody that's been watching the Lakers know that Rob Palenka can't just make a move because Braun is, you know, has his attitude, which he, we go through every single trade deadline, right? Every single season at this point, we get LeBron James' attitude. Rob Palenka has a job to do, and he has to make sure that he has the right pieces in place. And right now, he got to stand pat, in my opinion. But just a year ago, we were praising him for the job he did last year. And I think giving 365 days to see it out after a Western Conference Finals run, like you sort of have to see that through. I don't think you just combust it all just because another season's here. The rest of the West has gotten better. You guys haven't figured things out, you know, the way that we normally see it. You did have some highlight moments. Like, I don't think you just get rid of what you built that took you to the Western Conference Finals so soon. I I get that, but a key piece in that was Dennis Schroeder. And you need athleticism at that guard position 
position and wing position on defense. See, we, we praising D'Angelo Russell on what he's doing offensively. It's two sides of the damn basketball. And you got to remember, last postseason, he was on the bench a lot. Yeah. In, the last, on, in the last series, in the last series. He, he, he was on well the bench. Yeah, well yeah, because he couldn't. I mean, damn, he couldn't do nothing but uh, uh, Jamal Murray. Right, Nobody but he would but, still <laughs> take the but Lakers. You, if they though. can right. get through, if they can right. somehow do it and, and be healthy, you would still take the Lakers, right, against Oklahoma City. I, I would give them a fighting chance. You would still give them for, a fighting a chance seed, against seed. the Timberwolves well, for a yeah, low and seed. And I also say there might be some people saying, well, if D'Angelo Russell is playing so well and his value is getting better, the Lakers should keep him, then why can't they just trade him for somebody better? And the answer is is because the, the teams want D'Angelo Russell and stuff. Right. And the Lakers are like, that price just doesn't make sense for yep. us. Well, and there's also, as Woj was saying, there's no, there's more buyers right now than they thought, than folks thought there would be. And so that, that makes everyone look at the assets that everybody has, weigh them, and maybe now at this point there are more teams that think that maybe with what they have they can sneak in, but the Lakers are now one of those teams as well. Uh, we have a lot to get to on this show with the trade deadline just one day away. Coming up, the Knicks, they won again. But this one came at a cost. Jalen Brunson, he went down the latest on his ankle injury and the immediate impact perk that it could have on the New York Knicks. And as the hours, they continue to melt into minutes until the trade deadline. The question is, uh, elsewhere in the East, will the 76ers be able to make a move to stay afloat without Joel Embiid? We have the very latest on his injury and the Sixers mentality heading into the trade deadline. And Shanae, who doesn't love a great half-court shot? We love them all. Bucket! We have the best log bucket you will ever see. And the man <laughs> who made it, he is awesome. I promise this is going to be the best thing you see all day. NBA Today, we'll be right back. Here for it. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I've gotten a chance to listen to someone really talk about their experience, just hearing their story. You know, I think that you got to keep celebrating and not allow it to be diminished. We're part of this history, part of this culture. We help build this country. The more we learn, the more we celebrate, the more uh, steps we take forward to be a, a better unit. I think it's great, uh, you know, to celebrate how far we've come. NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet the official sports book of ESPN, and in part by Abbott Elementary. New episodes Wednesdays at 9, 8 central. Stream on Hulu. Well, I will definitely be watching that. Let's go coast to coast. 13 teams. They played their final game before the trade deadline. 
some rosters. They could look very different in 24 hours. We're going to start with the Suns' big three. They combined for 85 in a win over the Bucks. The bigger concern for Milwaukee, though, this Chris Middleton injury in the first quarter. Now, remember, Dame Lillard, Brooke Lopez, they were also out with injuries. So, Perk, Milwaukee's pretty limited in what they can do, but how does Giannis get some help at the deadline here? Well, well, first of all, they got to improve their perimeter defense, but Giannis got to help himself. He got to up his defensive mentality as well. We know what he's going to do offensively, but defensively, he's had a drop-off for us. Just his tenacity, his rim protection, him wanting to bring that pass. Eric Name reported that Middleton left the arena in a boot and on crutches. So the Bulls, they overcame a 23-point deficit, beat the Timberwolves in overtime. Chicago is a playing team right now. Austin, you're the GM. What's your number one priority as Chicago? Number one priority has to be retain Kobe White. He has been a beast. He's been the light at this dark tunnel that they've kind of been going through. They've been mediocrity over the last couple of years. Just good enough to get in the playoffs, but not bad enough to get top picks. That is a shining bright. He's 23 years old. My man had 33 last night versus two. But DeMar is going to be the question. All right, the Jazz, they keep winning at home. They beat the Thunder last night. They are 10th in the West. Fontecchio was traded today. Brian, will Kelly Olenek be next? Yeah, there's some teams interested in Kelly Olenek. I would keep an eye on Philly here. Philly needs a floor spacing and a guy that can play some minutes for Joel Embiid. Ah, we will keep an eye on that. And then we have Kyrie Irving. He made his first return to Brooklyn since being traded one year ago to Dallas. He had a game-high 36 in the win. Janae, what's the biggest need for the Mavs at the deadline? Last month, the Dallas Mavericks were dead last in rebounding. They need a big. They need a four, a five, someone that's really physical on the interior because size matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Derek Lively has been <laughs> fantastic for them, but absolutely, Luka Doncic would agree with you that size is necessary. All right, let's keep it pushing to the Knicks. They have won 10 of their last 11 games. They beat the Grizzlies 123-113. Jalen Brunson had 27. He did turn his ankle, though, in the fourth quarter. Hopefully, he won't miss too much time here, but this is just the latest for injuries that are really starting to pile up for the Knicks starting lineup here because take a look. They're already down four starters at the moment. Brunson, he joins Randall, OG Ananobi, Robinson on the injury list, Quentin Grimes also out of the lineup here. So let's bring in Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj, how will all of these injuries affect the Knicks and how they are going to approach the deadline? Malika, the, the, the Knicks have been an active team. They've wanted to improve uh, especially, especially their bench scoring uh, at the deadline. I don't think that's changed uh, with the group of injuries they have. Right now, I think there's an expectation that these are all players they're going to get back and get back in relatively short order, the hope is, but they certainly have built a big cushion uh, in the standings with how well they played. But certainly players like Alec Burks in Detroit, that's been a, a conversation for the Knicks, for some other contenders uh, who can get him with some draft assets. New York is fortunate. When you look at the teams they're competing with in the East, uh, except for Philadelphia, uh, you know, Boston is limited in assets. Milwaukee is limited. Uh, so the Knicks are able, with all the picks they have, to use a pick uh, or a couple seconds without compromising their ability to go out uh, this summer or in the offseason mm. and try to do the kind of big deal that they would love to do if an all-star, all-NBA player becomes available, but but the Knicks are active, and you know if they can get some scoring off of this bench, some more shooting, I think they would find that to be helpful at the, day, the trade deadline. Yeah, protect the whale. You want the the Knicks are going to want to make the whale trade as fast as they possibly can. It's not going to happen by tomorrow. They have a tradable first. Okay, that's what we know. We they want after they make anything tomorrow, they want to still have eight those eight tradable first. Yeah, eleven tradable second round picks plus a number 
of expiring contracts, the biggest one being Evan Fournier. When the dust settles after the deadline, I do expect the Knicks to, to maximize their opportunity to add, but you will see them pr protect those picks and you will see them, if they require anybody, to have a flexible contract. Either they can be traded or with ending salary. The Knicks are looking at the big picture, and they are going to continue to look at the big picture. Well, I, I know that Jalen Brunson has now become the, the mayor of New York, no matter how long that he yeah. is out. Yeah. But Kendrick Perkins is at least a member of the House of Representatives for New York. <laughs> so what do you make of all of this? When a person show you who they are, believe them. And why don't we believe the, the Knicks? They are. They have been aggressive. They got OG and Anobi, right? You you see how they're building. They're trying to win now. Like we keep talking about the offseason and protect this and go out and get a superstar. This team has been aggressive and they're adding pieces because they believe that they actually could make a push in the Eastern Conference right now. And I believe them. So how many signs they got to continue to show us that hey. Like, we're talking about what the Lakers got to do. We're talking about what Golden State got to do. We're talking about do Philly make a push. No, they are actually doing it. They are actually doing it. The most important position in the NBA is the wing position. Yep. We can talk about what Jokic dominated or whatever. They don't, Denver don't win the championship without Aaron Gordon. Right? You can't replace that. But you can solidify that with, with how the Knicks did with OG Ananobi. So. Yeah, and, I mean, getting OG Ananobi at that position is an elite championship caliber person on the wing. But I fully have believed in the Knicks because they've done it the right way. They've done it over the course of years. They've made small pieces that have gone a long way. And to me, when I look at the squad, I'm just really excited about their future. And I think by adding small pieces, that means that next offseason, when they yeah. get the big piece, they're really – like, they're already contenders now, but they're going to put themselves in the favorites category for the years to come based off of what they potentially could do this offseason. And I also say that this could be a blessing in disguise. Some of their stars are nursing a little injuries, but if they're able to rest up, there's all-star break – and make a real push, now we're going to be really talking. What? They're coached by Tibbs. Say what, you, say what was what I going to say? The minutes rack up on Tibbs' team. So maybe a little <laughs> oh, bit Oh, leave Stephen A alone, please. <laughs> rest is all I'm saying, Austin. Yeah, they, uh, they, they just need to hold tight. They, ha they have a solid team right now. Mm. Uh, with Milwaukee having its struggles, as currently put. Yep. Uh, Philly being pretty much out of the race with Joel not being healthy. They have a chance to compete right now for real. Um, and they have guys down hurt right now, but it's nothing too serious. They have guys stepping up. DiVincenzo's had multiple games with over 20 and 30, and they have guys playing hard, competing. They'll figure it out. This team is tailor-made for Tibbs. You see a lot of teams <laughs> these days being tailored around the star player. This team is being tailor-made around their head coach. Tibbs. They play hard. Yeah. And they're set up for success now, but they also have assets in the future, yeah. and that's what I'm keeping an eye on. All right, coming up, we have a new number one seed, my friends, out west. But are the Clippers, are they still looking for one more deal to keep them at the top as we head towards the trade deadline? Brian Windhorst, she tells us who the Clippers are targeting here. Plus, like the sands through the hourglass, so are the hours until the trade deadline. So will Steph get some support? Will LeBron's cryptic tweets get answered? We've got the very latest. And to honor the anniversary of an iconic moment from the GOAT. Hey. Oh, no, it ain't Perk's list. It's Austin's oh, all-time list of yeah, dunk contests. <laughs> Move, Perk. Get out the way. Hey. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Harden, nice pass down court. Leonard throws it down. Kawhi Leonard is playing like an MVP candidate. Paul George has taken the game over. Give some love to Russell Westbrook. He's a leader. You have a lot of talent. A lot of guys willing to sacrifice to do whatever it takes to win. The Clippers could win the championship. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. And the new Western Conference leader, drumroll please. Your Los Angeles Clippers. Yes, the Los Angeles Clippers sitting at 34 and 15. Somewhere our resident Clippers fan producer Demetrius he is celebrating with a too tight tank top and this is the latest into a season they have the best win percentage in a conference in franchise history so you know what that means that means we have to have our girl Chanae Agumake break down how the Clippers have been so dominant Chanae how are they doing it oh you shady for putting Demetrius's business out there I love it though. I love the energy now Malika we know LA is all about star power especially with the Grammys last weekend hey. the Clippers they're looking I hear your voice for their own gold at the end of the season like Victoria You can put that on my mama. Okay, I'll stop there. And no star has meant more to the Clippers than Kawhi Leonard. Since the Clippers started their run on December 1st, the claw has been balling over 26 points per game and doing it on 57, 50, 94 splits, leading to clutch moments too. And by the way, 57, 50, 94, field goal percentage, that's uh, three-point percentage, and then free throw percentage. This is how good he is. I mean, just getting one-on-one on an island, step back three, Watch the shot, 46% three-point field goal percentage. The best of his career, that's how good he's been. But the truth of the matter is, a big reason for the Clippers' sustained success since December 1 is their three-point shooting overall. They lead the NBA in shooting from deep during that time, and Kawhi is also at the center of that, and he has help from his boys, James Harden and Paul George. Look at that, 42% since December 1. Now watch this. He's so good right now that he attracts double teams. Where's his guy? He doesn't, doesn't matter. They just send him. Over there is James Harden, Paul George. Nice extra pass. Paul George shooting 41% from three. The Clippers have made the most wide open threes in the NBA in this span, and that's because it comes, it stems from the greatness of Kawhi Leonard. There's a new number one, and you gotta love that. They've won four straight, nine of their last 10 games. Chanae, it's time now for Setting the Pick, brought to you by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. So let's dive into the aforementioned the Clippers and Pelicans game. The Pelicans, they have won three in a row. The Clippers, they've been the best team in basketball, as Chanae just detailed beautifully for more than a month, almost two months. We're all taking the Clippers in this one tonight. But the real question is, who are you picking, my friends, as you look at Perk's beautiful mug there. Download the ESPN Bet app, Perk, to get started. (laughs) New customers (laughs) receive $100 in bonus bets once they've placed their first sportsbook bet with ESPN Bet. And you might be wondering where you can catch the Clippers 
and the Pelicans game. Well, that game will be tonight's ESPN Wednesday doubleheader in Los Angeles. First, though, Steph and the Warriors, they play the fourth of a five-game road trip tonight against the 76ers at 7.30 Eastern. NBA Countdown tips off our coverage at 7 o'clock Eastern. So we have talked about the teams that are maybe looking through the breakthrough at the top of the Western standings here. But let's talk about the Golden State Warriors. I think they maybe have underperformed a little bit. Perk, what do they need to do here? <laughs> I don't know. Hell, I don't, I don't believe the Golden State Warriors know what they need to do. Mm. Like, right now, I mean, it seems like they're in a the safe place right now as we speak and the way that they've been playing, right? Like, I've been begging for more Jonathan Kaminga since, you know, and he's, we're starting to get more Jonathan Kaminga. So when I think about <laughs> – when I think about the Golden State Warriors, I, I know Wendy, Malika, y'all about to shoot me down and say Clay is not going to get traded. But that's actually what they need to do. Like, that is the elephant in the room, right? And it's not like I, – I, I just feel like this. When it comes down to Clay Thompson, I feel like we can't force the issue or force him to take a lesser role because we want him to, right? I feel like Clay has a lot left in the tank. This is his last time to actually get his big payday, right, to get that max money. And as a former player, I always used to tell the young guys as an old vet, get your money, mm. get the max dollars that you possibly can. And I think Clay sitting in Golden State, that actually doesn't benefit him for us getting him top dollar. It's not just me and Brian. It's that every single time that you insinuate that Clay Thompson should potentially be traded, it's happening literally as we speak right now. I get a text from Bobby Marks every single time, our front office insider. So you know what I'm just going to do? Bobby, stop texting me. I'm just <laughs> going to bring you into the conversation right now because I want to say this. I do not believe that the Golden State Warriors will trade Clay Thompson right now, nor necessarily do I think that they should. But tell us what's realistic, Bobby. Yeah, I agree with you, Malika. I think the only way Clay Thompson is getting traded is if Clay Thompson goes into Mike Dunleavy's Jr.'s office by 3 p.m. tomorrow and asks to be traded. And I don't think that's going to happen. And I'm, I'm just putting myself in that Warriors front office. There's two things that's kind of why he's not going to be moved. I think there's the loyalty factor. Player that's won four championships, I think you have to see it through. And the only way this team is going to get better or, or a better return for Clay Thompson is if Clay Thompson plays better. And I'm willing to bet on Klay Thompson for the last two months of the season here as far as how this team could potentially get into the play-in because he makes $43 million. Are you going to go out and get three players or two or three players here? His trade value is probably at the lowest right now. I'm betting on Klay Thompson right now, and if it doesn't work out, this Warrior team will be in the lottery, and then you'll have to address it in the offseason. Well, right now, Klay Thompson is not even, like, top three for us, them running their offense through. It's Steph Curry and then it's Jonathan Kaminga. Let's keep it a buck. The offense, the system that we have seen for so many years has changed. And that's a good thing. So, again, I'm putting myself in the player's perspective. And I want to know, I don't know, but I want to know who the hell is Klay Thompson agent. Because at the end of the day, I understand we keep talking about the loyalty factor. We keep talking about, you know, the four championships. But I'm looking at Clay, and I'm looking at this as a, from a business aspect, and I'm saying to myself, how can I put myself in the best position possible that I can maximize me, Clay Thompson, not the Golden State Warriors, me. And the way that it's going, it don't look like that. You know, Steve Kerr is gonna be rolling with Clay Thompson down the stretch too much in the uh, in in the future. So I'm like, where where are we at with this? 
So the Warriors have two big questions they have to deal with in the offseason. One is going to be what happens with Clay. One is going to be what happens with Steve Kerr. Both are going to be free agents. And I think there are serious pressures here with Clay Perk. I think you're right. But I think that decision comes in July. That doesn't come now. What comes now is the Andrew Wiggins question. Mm. They basically have to answer a big thing between now and tomorrow. And they've probably been thinking about this for days, which is, do they believe that Andrew Wiggins can get back to the player he was in 2022? If the answer is yes, you hang on to him because his trade value is very low right now. If the answer is no, and no team is better equipped to answer this than the Warriors who are, know him every day, then I do think that you should look to move on from him. And it's not an easy answer, and it may not even be one where they're able to come to a consensus, but that is truly what is on the Warriors' plate right now. And in their trade talks, that's the type of negotiations they've been having. What a tough position to be in. No, it ain't. It's a wonderful position. No, it is. Because, because you. No, no, I'm saying for the Warriors. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I'm saying, I for, thought you was no, I'm saying for the Warriors. <laughs> what, what, what it's, you know, <laughs> you have all this going on right now. This season seems to be a draw. Uh, you know, in terms of them being contenders, that's not going to happen. Uh, you see Clay in that interview post game and how emotional he was. Yeah. He hasn't oh. been finishing games, but we all know we could turn around. He could go for 30 tomorrow and they start finishing games with him real quick. We've seen it before. That's why he's had great success in the playoffs. Um, the issue for me here is they're having this year that's going to be a draw. How many more years do we have of prime staff? Right. How, how many more years are we going to – he can't waste too many more years, man. Like, we're at the end of his prime. He's still an unbelievable player. I think we take him, Kevin, and LeBron's greatness for, for, for granted. Uh, these guys just make us used to seeing these guys at their age play that well. Right. So, I mean, I think you roll with Clay, you let it go, and then I you agree. go into the summer and just see what's happening. Hopefully the guy gets better. I mean, I'm rooting for him. I, I'm absolutely rooting for him as well. And one of the things, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, the company that you correctly put Steph Curry in, how many times have we seen them change teams? Yeah. How many times have we seen them change teammates to try to chase and squeeze out every last bit of their prime and maximize their chances to win a title? Steph's facing, in some ways, a decision that he has never faced before in his career. Because the only other thing that could happen, short of Clay Thompson going in to Mike Dunleavy Jr.'s office and saying, this is what I want, is Steph Curry going into that office and saying, this is what I want. I have never known that. I don't think you have to be the Steph Curry that we have all covered. No, he hasn't been that guy. But no. that's the position yeah. that he's going to be put in. John Morant, SGA, and Luca. Yep. On Clay, on Steph behind like back pockets, so you better figure it out quick. Well, they're on my behind like back pockets to get to, get to break, strong. so that's what we're going to do. Bobby Marks, please stick around. Perk, coming up. I mean, we've all seen some half-court shots, but I promise not like this. you, no. Hey, this is not the like best this. one we've seen in a long time, and you're going to hear from the awesome young man who made it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
sit here and actually be on the brink of it happening, this is, uh, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty crazy. Coming to the end of the third quarter. LeBron James, a shot in history. Time flies. Can you believe that that was one year ago What a today? fun night that was. It was yeah. incredible. And Savannah's suit was excellent, just as a side note. But LeBron James broke the all-time scoring record. It was held by Kareem. And the Lakers, they went on to that magical run to make it to the Western Conference Finals. A year later, though, it doesn't feel like we could be farther from that place. It feels like a long shot for LeBron in L.A. to get back there. So let's bring Bobby Marks back into our conversation here. Because, Bobby, we have seen the cryptic signs. But I hear, as you are at our trade machine for the first time in 2024, <laughs> that you have a drastic scenario that's on the table for Los Angeles. What you got? Well, I, I even labeled this segment fact and fiction. So okay. I, this is my own, right? This is not our producers here, but if, it's afraid. a fact or fiction thing. And certainly we would be talking probably a lot more about LeBron James if this Laker team hadn't won three in a row and they're playing their best basketball probably of the, of the season here. And when you look at it, and we're not talking about Toronto right now, what happened if they had lost in Boston or New York? We would certainly be talking about Le- LeBron James. And I know Rich Paul's agent put out the memo that he's w- not going to be traded, but here's the scenario. If they had lost, would James be on the table here? So that's the fiction part. We're going to dismiss that. Let's talk about a little bit of reality. Woj talked about a player like Bruce Brown in Toronto. Now, here's the problem, Malika. When you look at removing LeBron James and Anthony Davis, who on this Laker team matches that $22 million salary? We talked about D'Angelo Russell playing his best basketball. Mm-hmm. Is it Rui Hachimura? Unlikely, he's got three years left. Hanging on Austin your every word, Bobby. Is not tradable. Is not going. They're not going to trade. All these fillers here, and then look at that's all they have to trade. Mm. 2030 first round pick here. So that's the challenge that the Lakers are having. We're going to remove LeBron, of course. We talked about that. He's not going anywhere. But just for even some of these minor deals of Bruce Brown, it's hard for them with the picks and as far as to go and, and match that salary there. Okay, so let's go then from Philly to Los Angeles, right? Because Joel Embiid is out for at least the next four weeks with that meniscus tear. What kind of deals could they be looking to make in the next 23 hours or so? Well, here's the thing. How do you keep your flexibility this offseason where you've got potential 55 to $60 million? Still uncertain who that main player is going to be. How do you keep some of those draft picks? But how do you improve right now with the hope that Joel Embiid comes back? I, for me, I would be targeting... Chicago. And I know the Bulls just came off a great win in uh, against Minnesota. They're in the play-in right now. But when you look at this Bulls roster, for me, it's DeMar DeRozan. Mm. That's who I would be targeting if I was Philadelphia right now. And certainly 11 players on expiring contracts. So you look at players like Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, that works. And then you need a big, right? Joel Embiid is out. Andre Drummond. So when you look at a player like Drummond, 3.4, last year of his contract, Philadelphia still has some draft picks here. You could put in a first round pick. They've got a pick swap here. So look at a team like Chicago, 
players that are on expiring contracts, players that can come in and win now, but also keep their flexibility in the, uh, in the offseason here. So real quick, Brian, would you do that deal? Yeah, I don't think the Chicago is going to trade uh, DeMar DeRozan, though, and I don't think they're going to trade uh, Caruso. I think it's more likely that they trade. Do you think you just walk through random sets on TV? Do you think <laughs> Austin, Austin, yeah, this is live, Austin. Yeah. Austin Rivers this is, is available as well. This is you saying that you're available at the trade deadline, Austin. Uh, we appreciate I, I it. I think I'm strolling. In I think life. Philly could get Drummond. I don't know if they, they can get uh, DeRozan. I don't know if we're going to get Austin back after this segment. Bobby Marks, thank you so very much. I was listening to most of what you said, Brian. All right, here's our NBA Saturday primetime matchup on ABC and the ESPN app. Devin Booker and the Suns, they take on Steph and the Warriors at Chase Center. Coverage tips with NBA Countdown at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. Before we bounce, here's a story that made me smile, and I hope it does for you, too. On Friday, 14-year-old Aiden Hattican, he paid one single dollar to shoot a half-court shot at his high school senior scrimmage. And you can see Aiden, he's a freshman, he was gassing up the crowd, and here it is. On his very first attempt, Aiden makes the shot. His classmates, they storm the court, and Aiden goes down in his high school's history books. And what makes Aiden's story even more special is that he is one of two students who helped launch DeSmet Jesuit's inclusion program. So that means Aiden, who has Down syndrome, he can go to high school just like every other kid at DeSmet. He's learning side by side with all the students at his high school. And it's those very students who stormed the court and literally enveloped Aiden as he made the shot. So I'd like to welcome in the man of the hour, the star of this show, Aiden Hattican to NBA Today. His peer mentor, John Mills, is with us as well. Aiden, congratulations. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I mean, how did it feel when everyone ran onto the court after you made that shot? Say, um, that's the coolest thing of my life. That was, that was like the coolest thing I think I've ever seen. Like to see our entire school like rally behind Aiden when he made that shot, that was just like, that's what like, like a boy's school's about. Absolutely. Aiden, did you know the shot was good when it left your hand? Yeah. Top 10, baby, let's go. <laughs> Top 10, baby, let's go. We got to get this on SportsCenter. Is there an NBA player, Aiden, that you like to watch? Yeah, um, uh, I watch Steph Curry. Well, Steph Curry's made a couple of these kinds of shots in his in his lifetime, in his career. We've seen a couple of those go in, and maybe you model your game after him a little bit, right? Yes. Modeling it after a Splash Brother is always a good thing. What is your favorite part, Aiden, about going to Dismet? Um, I like to be with my mentors and friends. Your mentors and friends, and John is one of those mentors and friends. What's it like being around Aiden day to day and then seeing the shot go in? Aiden to me is a good buddy of mine and just a ball of energy. Like he's always happy, always comes into class with a, like a great attitude. And just to see for a, a guy like Aiden to make a shot like that, it was just so cool to see. And now Aiden is even more of a campus celebrity after he made that shot. Oh man, it was like he was getting high fives like for probably like three days straight. I imagine that those high fives are going to continue. John, Aiden, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us here on NBA Today. Yeah, thank sure. You 
how awesome is Aiden? <laughs> the most amazing. Incredible. Yeah, that's, Just that's, that's, That was great. An incredible bucket getter. shot, yeah. bucket getter, and to Listen, have him here with left John. Left-hander with range. I mean, there's some teams that could use it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Aiden, keep your phone on just in case anybody is calling. That story just made made my entire day. And also Austin walking through the back of our <laughs> yeah. shot. Coming up next on NBA Today, uh, we're still going to let you have your big list, though, Austin. <laughs> Let's see which all-time dunk contest dunks made it. Big Perk's going to be judging maybe on a curve. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Malika Andrews, host of NBA Today, and the clock, it is ticking down to the trade deadline. They are open for business. They put all of their chips in the middle of the table. This is a win-the-title trade. We'll have you covered from coast to coast with four hours of all the league-shifting trades. Don't miss NBA Today's trade deadline special tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. So today, it marks the 36th anniversary of Michael Jordan's free throw line dunk. This is the 87th layup contest. Does that make you feel old, Perk? Yes. <laughs> well, it's arguably, I, mean, I think it's the most memorable dunk in the history of the competition. Austin, did you have that poster up in your house? Absolutely. Well, then it's only right that usually it's Kendrick Perkins' list. But today, it actually ain't Perk's list. Oh. It's not Janae's list. It's not my list. Move back, Perk. It's I, Austin's all-time list I appreciate you, OG. of Thank dunk you. contest dunks. Austin, let's go Austin. Five to one, take it away. Let's get to it, man. Let's talk about the bread and butter of the All-Star game. We're talking about the NBA dunk contest. We're starting at number five, Jason Richardson. Y'all remember it, the reverse oh, alley-oop from the baseline. Throws it up between the legs. We had never seen nothing like this before. Sean Marion's reaction. Oh, man. All. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, yeah. Jay Rich. That would. Look, look at him. He's like, I know. I know what I did. Oh, yeah, the goodness. bounce. Yes, sir. That was nice. Was nice? Look at, keep, the, keep the reaction in the background. This is my childhood oh. right here. Yeah, this is, that was I love iconic. It. See, so that was nice, but number we got to show you how we reveal when we do big lists. Yeah. Right, you ready? <clears throat> number four, Perk, take it away. Come on. Bam. Put it up there. <laughs> oh, there we, yeah. Huh? I know, I know, I know. This is controversial. <laughs> I could have put Zach Levine there, but I'm putting Derrick Jones. Look at over the glass, between the legs. And no, he did not use anybody for, for, for a little push-off. <laughs> anyway, that is pure low. Mr. Versace. figure it out. Oh, Ooh. my goodness. Talk about degree of difficulty. All right, so if that's yes, at sir. number four, then I feel like we need to get a BAM! What's at number three? Oh, we got to go with AG. He was snubbed twice. We both know that, homie. It's all good. You had the most iconic dunk of the dunk contest. Look at this. Over stuff between both other legs. My favorite Reverse contest dunk. ever. He bring him back. Come on, man. Bring him back. No, he good. He good. That was sick. I think the trans weigh him down now. So if that's three, then who's at number two? You're crazy. Number two. <laughs> Yes, sir. I heard you. Damn. I know what it is. Wait, Put it up the... there. You was taking too long. Oh, yeah. Low. We go with the icon. <laughs> MJ, y'all know what dunk we're talking about. The free throw line. Oh, that's number that's two. That's the logo. That's number two? No, yes. Oh. I'm number one, I'm going the best in-game dunker and dunk contest guy. Oh, we know where that's yeah. going. You Can know I, where I'm going. I, I want you to hold it down. Hey, Perk, move out of the way, man. <laughs> I ain't we're going like, no, I need you to move completely out of the way. Where are we going? Help me out. Let me see you. Number one. Help me out. Bam! Y'all know who it is. Let's go. Come on, man. This sanity. Half man, that, half that, amazing. That's, that's it. That's 
That's yep. it. The and best dunk ever. He had the camcorder going Come on now. <laughs> and, and they started the dunk contest. Started it. Everybody no, was like, hey, what is he about to do? most hyped dunk contest. Everybody wanted to know what VC hey, was going to do, and he answered the bell. Put it on the show. Come on now. No, I'm, not mad. I'm not mad at I'm not mad at this. I wish you could split like AG with Levine. Maybe Levine yeah. in there. No, we've yeah, done Levine, that before. That is, we did that in the general hey. contest. That was some great video. I'm not mad at this list. And I'm not even mad at, at this video. Great either. list. Great list. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> are doing this already? <laughs> what, what happened here? <laughs> I got to be honest with you. I, I completely zoned out. I was in my own little element. You know what, like, Austin? What, Austin? When did you realize we're live? Listen, we all have our rookie moments and little bloopers. I'm, I'm, I'm going through you know it right okay. now. It's all good. It's okay. We still love you. We'll see we you tomorrow. Do. Trade deadline special. Be here. Shame. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.